0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. On the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, we're playing Impossible Flames trivia. Your chance to win a $50 gift card from Vacay Brewing Company and some Vacay Brewing Company swag. Here's a hint. It's Uh going to be hard.
2: That's not a hint. It's called Impossible Flames Trivia. That's in the name. That's not a hint at all. No, but Give me something I can use. It's going to be hard. Something tangible.
1: Um, We also have a poll question. No, we have a poll question up at George Russick at Matt Rose YYC at Sportsnet 960. Which member of the Flames organization could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living, all of the above. 292 votes, Maddie. 57.7% of our listeners say all of the above. All three of them are gone after Hmm. tonight interesting that is very interesting also um we talked about the bong dong for the baltimore orioles the homer hose yeah it's such a worse
2: hydration name. station
1: yes thank you that and one's I like, like that the only
2: one that you can do on a yep. g show
1: and we're asking you uh what's your favorite drinking game 960 960 name and location but right now the franchise on the atlas pizza and sports Barcus Tauntline. eric francis hey how are you
3: i'm excellent how are you boys
1: what's your favorite drinking game
3: Oh, God. I still like playing. uh, <sighs> <laughs> if I get, if I, <laughs> no, uh, never mind. No, no, yeah, you can't, come, no, 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 no. You come can't do
2: that. Now. No, no. You come can't on. do
3: that. You got to share with the class. Uh, I was just, I, it's not, it's, it's, uh, I was going back to my university days. I was going to say like. Strip poker, but that's different. Oh, like boy! Uh, or, or spin the bottle, but these are different. It's not really drinking games. Sorry, yeah. That's, that's just the first thing that came to mind because obviously alcohol was involved in both. Sorry. Yes,
1: and a lot of consent. So just to keep you out <laughs> oh, of the woods, of course, there was course. a lot of consent involved yeah. in all of that. Are you a flip cup guy?
3: Uh, I don't mind flip cup. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, up at the cottage we, uh, we 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 play a number of different games, but uh I think as you get older, you stop playing the game. You just say, why would why would I wait for? It's my you know my cue to drink. You just drink.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh. Yeah.
3: It, yeah. it's
1: Time to self
2: medicate. What What's the favorite <laughs> when you're up at uh, up at Sylvander?
3: Uh, piastre yeah, poker. Oh wow. Okay. Jeez. Oh, That's. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. i oh, family years
2: vacation. Let's get the cards out. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Gross. Oh, we. No, yeah, we don't. We, we, we play uh, cornhole up at the lake, you know, big, oh, big, yeah. uh, big stakes games, and, and okay. there's obviously a drinking element to that too. But. Okay, I love it.
1: Um, do you uh, want to do, you wanna do um, what's Irking Eric now before we get into super serious Flames talk? Sure. All right, let's go. Um, uh, Alex, do you have it for us here, please, our production that we always like to throw in there?
0: It's that time of the week. Time to find out what's. King Eric, right now on the big show.
3: You know, it's a tool that you can only own if you're retired or close to retirement. Okay. It's called the ice chipper. <laughs> okay. There is no point to going out there and spending hours of your day <laughs> chopping up ice on the road, especially let alone the sidewalk. Okay that's going to melt within days anyway. How many times have you seen that retired neighbor of yours out there chipping away yeah. until he's near a heart attack, yeah. slamming up all the ice that's going to melt in due time anyway? It just proves that you've got nothing else to do. Right. And you're mm. desperate for something to do. You're chipping ice for the sake of chipping ice. It doesn't so much irk me is it, entertains me to watch a couple of the seniors on my street who continually and they move down the street as as they finish their area they want to just keep moving down the street and closer Mm. and closer to the bottom of the street chipping up ice that doesn't need to be chipped up it just doesn't
1: i like it (laughs) um it just feels very unnecessary and i always feel for um, older people, you know, retired, and they're out there shoveling the snow or not using the snowblower. It's like I I worry about your health. Like I worry about like not enough like, to
2: stop and help. No, but no,
1: it, nobody wants to check out face down in a in a in a, <laughs> a snow like a, a pile of snow. <laughs> nobody wants to check out that way, Eric.
3: No, and I, I'll tell you, those ice chippers do a number on your driveway too. I've seen uh, mm. I've seen some of the people that I know use the ice chipper regularly around here. And their driveway is just a mess because it, well, it's an ice chair. It, yeah. it chips away at everything. So, yeah. I, I, I like it, it. again, it doesn't bother everyone. Do your own thing. You be you. Uh, but you're going to chip the ice. And then, of course, you're going to throw it into the middle of the road uh, yeah. so that the next couple of cars that go through it. You know, they run over it and they get a little angry. Yeah. Just, I'm just not sure it adds a whole lot of goodwill. I, I'm not sure about that.
1: I love it. Um, Eric, we got the poll question up uh, right now at George Russick and Matt Rose YYC at Sports at 960. Uh, which member of the Flames organization, Eric, could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living, or all of the above? Which one would you vote for?
3: Oh man, isn't that the million dollar, or the four or eight million dollar question? Uh, you know, I, yeah, Lucic will not be back, and and you know, I I could if you've worded it to say who could be playing or could be part of their last game. Yep. Yeah, I'd absolutely answer all three. Could could mm. be in their last game. No, no. Now, if you've worded it, you know, who will be in their last game? I'm not sure I would go to that extreme, but I'm not sure how I'd exclude from that list. I mean, they've got some incredible soul searching to do here. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I touched base with Murray Edwards, just say the owner of the flames, and just to see, uh, just to, we don't talk a lot. He's, he stays away from the media, but uh, suffice it to say, he's, he's very well aware that there's no simple solution to what's ahead. You know, there, this is a very complex situation. There are a lot of dominoes, and if one falls, you know, several could fall, or there could just be that one that falls. It could just be Tree Living who walks away. It could just be, um, you know, searching for a new coach. I don't know. It's, somebody said to me, okay, here's the three scenarios. Tree Living and Sutter are both back next year, or just Tree Living or just Sutter. And honest to God, I know that I'm paid to, to bring insights on, on this team and, and what the future has. I could see all three scenarios. I would say the least likely scenario is that the two are back, coexisting. Mm. I would be quite surprised if they were both back here next year. I guess that's the best way to probably answer that part.
1: Well, there's obviously a ton we want to get to here. I just wanted to ask you about um, Murray Edwards. I had a bit of a rant yesterday on the show. Do the fans really need to hear from him? uh, Because you said he's a guy that doesn't like to be in front of the media, but Is there a time where sometimes when a team that has high expectations like the Calgary flames did heading into the season, miss the playoffs, do they need to hear from the majority of the owner of the team?
3: I think it would be a good idea. And I've kind of made this argument to him and the flames for many years, but that's just not the way, uh, Murray Edwards rolls. He, uh, he, for many, many years, he had Ken King as his shield, as his spokesman. And he did all the talking on behalf of the owners. Uh, since, since we lost Ken, um, we really haven't had that guy. John Bean has uh, stood forward, uh, you know, during the the arena issue, and and made some some public statements. But generally speaking, we hear nothing. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of expected to believe that uh, whatever the mandate is 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 just simply being carried out by the general manager and the coach at the time. Uh, I think it would be a phenomenal idea for Murray Edwards to to either speak, sit down with with some journalists, or at least issue a statement saying you know, speaking to the, the future of this organization. Now, I'm not sure it needs to be done unless you're doing a rebuild. If you're doing a rebuild, then that form letter might might be handy, you know, like the New York Rangers had a couple of years, a handful of years ago and said, you know, we decided that we're going to be doing a youth movement and we're going to, you know, going to completely retool this organization. I'm, I'm not sure the Calgary, I know the Calgary Flames are not there right now. They might be there in a couple of months uh, or they might be there next summer, but it's coming. It's got to come soon, and, uh, and when that happens, then that would be the perfect time for a guy like Murray Edwards to stand up and, and, and kind of let the people know what the plan is because there's a lot, of, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, and people would like to know. I think clarity is important, communication is important, and, uh, and, and they haven't really had that from Murray. Again, he can call all the shots. The guy's a multi-billionaire. That's the way he rolls, and no one's going to tell him any differently.
2: I wonder what the emotion would be around the team right now, given the kind of torrid chase that they had for the postseason and now done with one game left in the regular season. I just wonder if it's a feeling of, you know, sadness. Is it anger? Is there maybe even a little bit of, like, relief that this is going to be over in 24 hours type of thing? Like, what do you think is the emotion around the team right now?
3: You know, I, it's funny. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I just put it out on Twitter. Dustin Wolf is going to play yeah. tonight. That's mm. confirmed. So Dustin Wolf is playing, and obviously, I, I wrote yesterday that uh, Matt Coronado is going to play. His family's on their way into town right now. Um, that that's going to be the, the focus of the emotion. Will be all around those guys tonight. I, I I guess when the night ends and you know the players get up at center ice and they wave by, you know, goodbye to the fans. There'll be some sadness, maybe, because some people, you know, Lucic was a very popular player. He's polarizing to a lot of people, and people didn't like, obviously, the the cap hit he carried or the fact that, you know, in some people's eyes, he shouldn't have been in the lineup, you know, in favor of a youngster. But, you know, uh, the guy put in some yeoman service here and was a real fan favorite for the bulk of his time here in Calgary. And I think there'll be some sadness that he's gone. You wonder if a guy like Trevor Lewis, who's a pretty good soldier, will ever be back. Um, if this coach is back, I guarantee you Trevor Lewis will be back next <laughs> year. If the coach isn't back, then I don't think you're going to see Trevor Lewis uh, again. So, you know, I think, and obviously there are other players who are not going to be back next year that we don't even know about right now. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's always a, a, a hint of sadness at the end of it. But I think, you know, those people who are going tonight who probably dreaded the thought uh, 24 hours ago, safe in the knowledge that Coronado and Wolf will play tonight, they're like, yeah. I actually have something I could really go and cheer for tonight, and I'm really curious to see how these guys play. Everybody is. And it's also a nice little reward for both of them for being good soldiers. For, For Wolf, it's definitely a carrot to say, hey, you know what? You deserve this and good on you. And for Coronado, it's like, hey, we wanted you to come here. Thank you for signing with us. Let's see what you got now.
2: What do you think is going to be kind of the timeline for the team to take a break and, and maybe examine things after the season comes to an end? Because you've got the lottery coming up May 8th. The, the draft isn't for quite some time, June 28th and 29th, just a couple of days before free agency opens. So they certainly have some time to go about their business, but do you have any idea what type of timeline the team might be working on to maybe make some of these decisions?
3: You know, I, I'll say this. The first things first, we all know is the general manager situation and and And, yeah, there'll be player exit interviews either tomorrow or Friday, and that's a, that's an integral part of wrapping up the season, getting the information from players and staff and management on on where they think things went wrong, what they think needs to do to change. And I think with all that information that they're going to kind of gather together, I would be I, I I would be pretty surprised myself if the general manager' situation wasn't resolved within the next two weeks. Uh, you know, I haven't been given an indication that that I know they don't want a hard deadline, but these things have to start moving along. Right. You've got, it takes a long time to put someone in place because especially if he's moving on, um, you know, how long are you looking at to find another GM? Like, I guess if it's Craig Conroy, it could be a matter of days. But if, it's, if you're going outside, and, and even if it's Craig Conroy, I still think you've got to do your due diligence and do some interviews of some other guys, other candidates. So I would think that we will know whether Tree Living is the general manager within the next two weeks. And as for if it's not him, who you know, how long it'll be for another guy? Oh, God, it could take a while. Who knows? Uh, you know, I think a lot of people in this city are hoping that it'll be Craig Conroy, um, but I don't think that's a given. Uh, I, I mean, I you know, I, I certainly would, would love it if it was Craig Conroy, but, uh, you know, there's that's a sentimental side, I think, that we all look at. Um, you have to look at who all the other candidates are because it's the most important hire you make for your franchise.
1: Eric Francis on the Atlas Pizza in Sportsburg, guest hotline, big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Has there been a contract offer made to Brad Tree Living?
3: I believe there has, yeah. Yeah, it's my it's my understanding that uh, an offer was made some time ago uh, to Brad Tree Living and it wasn't accepted. That is my understanding. Uh, Again, the semantics of, you know, uh, that's an individual's uh, negotiations. And I know I don't think Brad wants any of that public. I don't think. Yeah. And I, you know, and I didn't get that from Brad. I'm not saying that he told me that he got an offer. I'm just saying that, uh, I understand why everyone involved wants to keep all of that very private. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, if I'm Brad, you living, I, 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 uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks because I, there's just so many other opportunities out there. He could go be a president of hockey operations, probably in a number of different cities. I think that, uh, you know, I think this 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 team is in for some real some real tough times coming up here real soon. Like, I think you're going to lose the core of your team here by the end of next year, and I, I think you know maybe it, it's finally time for this team to. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to contemplate the very real possibility that a lot of people have been clamoring for it for a lot of years, which is just start again. And uh, and and you know, I don't know. Tree living is not afraid of a, of a challenge. I just think that the hardest thing for tree living, if he is going to walk is looking at nine years as one of the hardest working guys in the game and seeing if he could just walk away from all that work that he's put in. I I don't still know if he can do that, but uh, my, my guess is he will.
1: I also wanted to ask you about, obviously a lot of questions surrounding the head coach of the team and Daryl Sutter. Is there a scenario where you see that Sutter's back in October, but the leash is super short on how the team starts next season?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think that's. uh, I think that even goes without saying because, again, if this team doesn't start retooling this summer, listen, you got you've got six core players whose contracts expire next year, guys like Hannifin, Tooley, Lindholm, uh, Zadorov, you know, and and you've got a situation where if you you can't renegotiate with them to extend their contracts this summer. At what point do you look at some of them and say, okay, we've got to treat you like Matthew Kachuk. With one year left, we've got to get some assets for you, and we can't just let you play out the string. So I think those are the tough decisions that have got to be made uh, this summer.
1: If the Flames don't bring back Daryl Sutter, who do you think is the top candidate? Is it internal?
3: Oh, great question. I I would like to think that it would be internal, yeah. I think you got two great candidates right here, in uh, Ryan Huska, and you know, I, I would I would I would put Huska at the top of the list myself because he's so well thought of around the league. Kirk Muller is very well respected too, and he'd be right there too. I would like to think, but again, if you've got a new GM, then I think probably part of his mandate is to start fresh and to to put your you know put his spin on this team. So if, if if it's a new GM, I could easily see them going outside the organization. If it's the same GM, um, I think that the advantage would be to one of those two guys internally. But
1: a lot of people in this city would say the ownership wouldn't let that happen after paying Daryl Sutter the amount of money they're paying him, They probably wouldn't like to see him on the sidelines and just getting that money from the Calgary Flames and being let go after just one year of an extension. Is that a possibility that ownership would step in and say, no, 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 He's going to stay here based on the money we're paying him.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the quandary that, you know, the ownership faces, you know, it's my understanding. It's $8.4 million. I mean, kind of embarrassing that you'd fire a guy before that contract even starts. Um, You know, we know your contract hasn't started, sir, but we're going to fire you before it even does. And here's, by the way, here's eight plus million dollars. But, you know, the more I look at it, you know, eight million dollars in the grand scheme of things is not a lot of money. Like, you know, when I'm talking about when you're talking about running a an NHL organization, especially when you consider that the two players you've invested the most amount of money in, you know, Huberto and Cadre are going to make over 17 million dollars next year. And they're both very unhappy with the situation with this coach right now. They've They've made that very clear through various sources. So, I think that when you balance, you know, taking a four million dollars a hit for each of the next two years, with the fact that your two star players moving forward for the next six and six and eight years uh, are making over seventeen, when you start to look at the map that way, uh, it's a mere pittance and it's it's you know it's probably a pretty important move to make and it's tough to swallow for sure, but I do think that they will overlook the money part of it. And make the decision based on what they think is best for the organization. It, it, you know, obviously, there's way more money involved in the grand scheme of things than four million dollars a year.
1: You think Daryl Sutter would ever get another job in the NHL?
3: No, I don't. I don't think he would take another job in the NHL. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll answer your question saying no.
1: Okay. Not even like yeah, San I, Jose I, if they get good again. You know, go back i don't
2: know well, la the one two day. teams that he talked about after he joined calgary again would have been chicago and calgary if i'm not mistaken eric
3: yeah he did say those are the only two he would have ever gone to and hey i i called him on the farm about three or four years ago when he told me he was retiring it was a very it was a very uh one of the weirdest retirement announcements ever he just said yeah i'm, I'm done i'm not coming back anymore i've done what i needed to do and Hmm. But then, of course, the, the unique opportunity to come and try and make amends and finally get that cup for Calgary, he said, was the big motivator. So I believe him. I mean, I, I don't think he would go anywhere else, but again, if he's on the farm for a couple of years and he gets that itch again um, and Chicago came calling, or I even think Edmonton, he never mentioned Edmonton on that list, but I think as an Alberta boy, he would consider going over there, as blasphemous as that sounds. Wow. Um, I, think, I think he would consider that too, but but generally speaking, no. I, I, think, I think no.
2: We're expecting to see Matt Coronado today. Obviously, I don't know how much Lions and all that type of jazz is going to matter for this one. But what do you think fans should realistically expect, not only from this, but maybe as development camp begins and we look towards next season's opening roster?
3: Well, I think the one thing people are going to be uh, most impressed with is this kid's shot, his release. Um Talking to Jacob Pelczy the other day, and maybe you won't want me to say this, but I, he, we were laughing about it a lot. So, he he said this guy's gonna score thirty, forty, maybe even fifty goals in the NHL just just wow. based on his release. And uh, it, you know that's and Pelczy said, and I hope I'm right by his side for all those. <laughs> 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 um, and 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 I think that's kind of an exciting duo, right? I think everybody's hoping they'll play together tonight. I have very little doubt that they will. Um, and I think moving forward down the road, you're going to see those guys play together on power plays for, you know, the next, the bulk of the next decade, uh, you know, hopefully. And that's kind of exciting for people because uh, both these kids are highly touted, both have put up some pretty great numbers and uh, both have supreme skills. So I-, I think what people will see tonight, I don't think anyone's going to be blown away and say, Oh my God, he's the greatest player we've ever seen. Yeah. Nobody said that about Johnny at the beginning. Nobody said that about Jerome. At the beginning, it takes time, but I think that the shot, the shot is already world class, according to you know coaches I've talked to and also players who've been skating with them, and I think that that's what's going to stand out.
2: What have you seen from this blossoming relationship between Coronado and Pelte? It seems to be like there's a nice little friendship growing there, which could be good moving forward.
3: Oh, they're little, they buddies, yeah, and you know, like they skate late, they stay late on the ice after every practice, working on drills together. And, and all this other stuff. So I, I think that I think that they're going to be great buds for a lot of years. You know, we made a lot about the Huberto-Pelche relationship early on this year because Huberto kind of took Pelche under his belt. And I think Pelche's has kind of taken that and is going to do the same thing. I know he's already done the same thing for Coronado. He was one of the first guys to reach out to Coronado uh, when, um, when he signed with the Calgary Flames. So I, I think there's something really cool that's going to be blossoming there.
2: Like, I, re- that's exactly what we've seen from Dubé and Manjapani is they've kind of come up through the ranks together and seen them grow as a group. Like, th- this feels like it could be kind of the next showing of the, the, the group here. And then on top of that, we got the Wranglers postseason coming up as well. There's going to be guys that are able to join for that. How important do you think it's going to be for Dustin Wolf to get that in, but he's also going to get this NHL game today?
3: Well, yeah, both are very exciting for the organization and, and exciting for Wolf and I I think that this Wranglers team is really going to capture the imagination of this city. I'd be pretty surprised if we didn't see some really, really busy, you know, Saddle Dome crowds. I think, you know, people want to get behind a winner. Uh, I'll never forget in 95, I was covering the Calgary Canucks. They went on to win the national championship, and they were four deep at Max Bell Center. There were actually scalpers selling tickets out front. It was during an NHL lockout, and people were just starving A to see hockey and B to see a winner, and, uh, and that team provided it for everyone. And so I think the Wranglers are going to definitely get huge crowds, and, uh, and I think it's a great opportunity for guys like Pelche and Zari and you know, all those kids down there and Wolf to really, really make an even bigger name for themselves, but also to prove to brass whoever it is, whether it's Tree Living or whoever's the next GM, uh, that they, these guys deserve a, a sniff as early as next year. <clears throat> Pelci will obviously get it, but a guy like Zari, uh, you know, a guy like Wolf, hmm. maybe they can speed up the process of a potential rebuild by having a really, really big Calder Cup run.
1: Um, Eric, uh, what are the chances of this game going to overtime and shootout tonight and the Flames winning? <laughs>
3: And Nick Ritchie getting the final <laughs> shot. What do you What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think it would
2: be great. Can they just let him shoot all three times? Can they change the rule?
3: No, you. You know, I actually don't think it's. Is it? I don't think it's fan appreciation night. Usually, it is the last game of the season. So maybe I'm wrong. But I thought I heard that it's not this time. Um, it, this should be all about the fans tonight. They should be putting together. Like I'd even be in favor of them calling up even more guys like Zari, um, but you know. This should be all about highlighting those guys. I want Matt Coronado on the power play with Pelche. I want Wolf to, to obviously start and finish the game. I want, if there's a shootout, I want all the youngest guys to, to take hmm. the shots. You know, like, this game means absolutely nothing. And I think, <clears throat> you know, especially the way this coach is perceived and the way he handles young guys, it would be quite a uh, an olive branch, a small olive branch to kind of say, hey, Tonight they can take over. It's their night, and let's let them do their thing. And I'll just stand out of the way. I I, I really hope we see that, and I think we will.
1: Uh, I just got to ask you one more question: Is there any chance, any chance, like snowballs chance, and you know where, that Daryl Sutter is the general manager of this team next year? No. Okay.
3: No, no. The the owners saw how that went last time, and as much as this ownership group, you know, loves Daryl Sutter for saving the franchise back in 3 04, and, and and coming back here and, and you know, in, in some ways kind of resurrected this team here under a tough circumstance. Um, they think very highly of Daryl Sutter's coaching ability for sure, but uh, they all saw how it went with him as general manager and the hockey world saw it. And so, no, I'll answer no. That's okay. not a possibility.
1: Uh, Eric, always terrific stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing what's irking you. Uh, you got a, you got a few people on the text line fired up about that, calling you a bad neighbor uh, because you're not out there chipping ice. So that's awesome. I love it.
3: Oh, like we need ice chippers. Like, that's, <laughs> listen. Yeah,
2: I my, guess my, they're at my, a premium.
3: My, my sidewalk is clear. It has been all winter. I take great pride in making sure it's always walkable and not full of ice. I use the, I use the, uh, the salt and all everything I can. But I'm not going to the wood chipper. I own one because at one point there, I guess I got a little older quicker than I needed to, Yep. and thought I needed one. Yep. Um. But but it stays it stays in the back shed and it's not to be touched anytime until I retire.
2: It's a good point. Like if you get the sidewalks done, you don't get the ice buildup. The ice buildup right. happens when people walk on the snow and press it down, and then you get the ice. Now you get to chip the ice. So it's a good point. Get ahead of
3: it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Matty. Like, like suddenly these people who had icy sidewalks all year are suddenly heroes because they're chipping away at it. Come on, you can't, you can't <laughs> see, like that.
1: That's a good point. Um, franchise, always a pleasure. Um, enjoy the game tonight, and enjoy those private games of strip poker. Okay, thanks for this.
3: Hey, we got to get out and do some gambling. I got some time on my hands now, so let's get out and go to Cowboys and and take a bunch of their money. Tickle,
2: tickle the felt. Tickle the felt. Yeah, I'm in.
3: Love it.
1: All right, we're in. Let's do that soon, boys. Sounds good, franchise. Thanks for this. Cheers, boys. There he is, uh, Eric Francis on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344.
2: You ever met a casino you didn't like?
1: Um, no. Yeah, like it's fun to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fun to play some blackjack. Yeah, play some slots a little bit.
2: Never been to, for
1: the slots. Try to take a spin around bonus land.
2: My uh, Nona racks up at the slots. Really interesting. Yeah, she's got some sort of luck going on. I oh, yeah. Know.
1: I'm sure Nona is so lucky. She never tells you when Nona loses either.
2: No, Nona never loses. Yeah, she never loses. She's never talked about Oh, it. I
1: won last night, Maddie. Oh, not a win. Actually, Nona blew four grand last <laughs> night at the casino. <laughs> not for you. Yeah, not, yeah. Don't worry about this. <laughs>
2: All right. uh, Well, those are basically offensive Italian accents. time to move on.
1: Uh, Straight ahead. uh, Impossible Flames Trivia brought to you by VK Brewing Company. We'll play that next. Uh And we'll play some text messages. We have a poll question up. We talked about your favorite drinking games. We're going to get to that while we mix it. Impossible Flames Trivia. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan.
2: Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand.
1: It's The Big Show, Russic and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, We've had some fun today. Ah, uh, the poll question's up. Got seven minutes left. Which member of the Flames organization could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? At Matt Rose, YYC at Sports at nine sixty at George Russick, Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter. Yeah, winds of change. Brad, you're living all of the above. Fifty-six point six percent of our listeners, Maddie, saying. All of them are playing their last game, or at least involved in the organization.
2: Yeah, and I thought Eric Francis had some interesting stuff. It sounds like that's still quite up in the air. But, you know, what he said about the GM, certainly that was the thing that caught my attention the most.
1: Uh, We've been asking... A couple weeks. uh, We've been asking you, yeah, which is huge. We've been asking you uh, as well uh, to weigh in on the uh, poll question at 960-960. Also, uh, in um, in honor of the uh, bong dong that the Baltimore... (laughs) I, didn't, I never get tired of saying that. What uh, oh, the Baltimore Orioles are using as their home run celebration? The Homer is, Hose? Yes, the Homer Hose. Uh, what is the hydration station, Patrick? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's what the commentator says. Okay, thank you. Um, what's your favorite <laughs> drinking game? 960, 960 name and location. But right now, it's time to play. Do we have the production here, Alex? No. Yeah, okay. Get your
0: thinking cap ready yeah. Because it's time for George Russick To deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia question
1: Yeah, Impossible right. Flames Trivia Is brought to you by Veranda A friendly farm-to-table restaurant Featuring craft beer and spirits From in-house vacay brewing company And Burwood Distillery 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest And on Instagram at Veranda YYC What's up for grabs? What? A $50 gift card to Vacay Brewing Company. All right. And some Vacay Brewing Company swag.
2: love that. The way
1: this works is it's simple. Uh, To win, you have to include your name and location on the text line. But also, I'll give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you have to find out what the connection is between all three. Okay. Are you ready to play Impossible I'm, I'm Flames Radio? I'm ready. Trivia?
2: Hit me. I've uh, got my typing fingers ready.
1: Uh, we've also done something a little different. I've what? given the answer to Patrick and Alex on the other side of the wall. What? what? Yeah. I know it all. So they can <laughs> actually find out who gets the correct answer. Yeah, I love this, it.
2: This one's easy, guys. Oh, it's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you just
1: watched hockey for the last 30 years, it's actually super easy once you get the answer and I tell you the player. Listen,
2: if you have a photographic memory and you've watched every hockey game that's been played over the last 30 years, you might be able to get it. Yeah. All right, here we go. If. Uh, Today's version of
1: Impossible Flames Trivia the first player is Matthew Kachuk. I remember him. Yeah, he was born on December 11, 1997 in Scottsdale, Arizona. Was drafted by the Flames in the first round, sixth overall Uh in the 2016 draft. He scored 30 goals in his final season with the London Knights in the OHL in 2015-2016. His
2: only season with the London Knights.
1: Uh, T'Chuck is also a second cousin of former NHL player Tom Fitzgerald.
2: Huh. Now the general manager of your New Jersey Devils. There you go. Milan Lucic oh.
1: was born on June I 7, 1988 guy. in Vancouver, British Columbia. Lucic was drafted by the Boston Bruins in the second round, 50th overall in the 2006 NHL entry draft. Okay. His father, Dobro was a longshoreman in Vancouver who immigrated to North America from his native Serbia when he was 27. What is a longshoreman? Yeah. Some sort of fisherman? And the last name is your favorite, Mark Jankowski. Oh, yeah, Jay Feaster's favorite. Yeah, let's go. He was born on September 13th, 1994 in Hamilton, Ontario. He, of course, was drafted in the first round, 21st overall by the Calgary Flames in the 2012 draft. And said college legend. Uh, his hockey <laughs> nicknames are Janko or Jenks. God, I just hate hockey nicknames. What yeah. a- up, <laughs> Jenks? Yeah. 960-960, um, name <laughs> and location. We're playing Impossible Flames trivia. Gives us, give us the connection to all three hmm. of those players. Matthew Kachuk, Milan yeah.
2: Lucic, uh-huh.
1: Mark uh, Jared already in Calgary uh, They all have A's in their name That wouldn't be that impossible Would no, it Jared But I appreciate you weighing in Brock from Calgary <laughs> They're all first round picks Well that's not true Because Milan Lucic won in the second round the second But round thank you for pick. listening Brock yeah.
2: Hmm they You got to guess all, They weren't all traded from the Sabre Or from the Buffalo Hmm No Hmm. This is
1: great from Jeremy and Crossfield. Uh, They all have three random facts in common that George spent his evening researching so you can ask this question. That is 100% true, Jeremy, but not what I'm looking for. (laughs) Hmm.
2: Hamilton, Uh, Ontario. Shane and Red Deer, they all used
1: to play for the Calgary Flames. Well, one currently plays for the Calgary Flames. I like Steve's answer. Yeah, uh, They're all uh, Eastern European last names. Mm, Not what I'm looking for, Steve. But also not wrong. Right. Sure. Maybe, um, maybe. Jeremy and Cochran, they all have mothers. We <laughs> I Jeremy, hope so. Jeremy, we all have mothers. We all had mothers or sure? have mothers.
2: None of these guys were grown yes. in a tube?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> um, they all played their last game as a flame while Jamie Milan-Lucic... <laughs>
2: Jamie's got some inside information, maybe, Ooh, but yeah. uh, I guess. Is
1: Janko coming back? <laughs> um, Jason from Airdrie, more hits than shots in a season. That's not a bad guess, but not what I'm looking for. Well, that's really out there. But I think um,
2: that would apply to a lot of Kevin from as Strathmore,
1: well. all traded on the same day. That's a great guess, but not what I'm looking for.
2: Yeah, Matthew Kachuk was traded on July 22nd. Milan Lucic.
1: Uh, Andrew from Calgary, they all played in some 26. small European city. Not what I'm looking for. All hmm. their names start with an M. That's yep. for Matt in Calgary. No. Nope. Angry Jeff in Calgary. Wasn't Brad Marchand uh, conceived in a Petri dish? Maybe. Might have been. I got it. They're all oh. left-handed. Nope. It's not what I'm looking <laughs> for. <laughs> Shoot. I'm going to give you one hint. Okay. Uh, hit me. Come and then on. we're going to get to some text messages. They're all courtesy. at least 6'2". Uh, nope. Uh, I'm going to give you one hint. Uh, and then we're going to get to some text messages. Courtesy of our text reading SportsNet 960 the fan robot who's all lubed up. Texty McTexterson. Uh-huh. What <laughs> hint number one. Uh-huh. Sometimes you don't need help from your friends. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't need help from your friends. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia, brought to you by your good friends at Vake Brewing oh, Company. Boy. $50 gift card up for grabs and some swag. Impossible Flames trivia, 960, 960. Name and location.
2: Keep track of unassisted goals.
1: Matthew Kachuk, Mark Jankowski, Milan Lucic. Impossible Flames trivia. You got some texts. They've all from-
2: scored an uh, unassisted goal on the last game of the season. Holy crap!
1: That's actually the right answer. Thanks oh! for ruining Impossible Flames <laughs> trivia today.
2: Told you it was easy.
1: <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, who's got it first? I don't know. We're waiting on a name here. Uh, waiting on it. That's the correct answer. Uh, let's see. People are still texting the wrong answers, which yeah. is hilarious. Oh. I know there's a delay, but. Um, they all played in the Memorial Cup. We're going to get a flood here in about two seconds. Oh Yeah, no. I need one. Just the first person who texts in. That's the correct answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a winner. Who? We got Chris. Uh no no uh no that's not right they oh no scored... never, mind. Well, never mind never mind yeah sorry the correct answer is they've all scored an they all scored an unassisted goal on the final game of a Calgary Flames yes. season
2: as of now I will never guess again no you can um, <laughs> blame George for such an obvious clue okay relax. <laughs> It's not that the clue was obvious. I've just like I've tried to kind of pick up on some of your trends. Okay, there you go. Rob we Rob Shear. Congratulations,
1: because... Rob Shear. You're the winner of our fifty dollar uh, gift card. You're the first one related to, to Alan? Yeah, Alan Shear. Alan uh, Shear's Newcastle United, great. Alan Shear. An England uh, great England international player. Yes. Alan Shear. Congratulations to Alan, uh, Rob Shear. Uh, not Alan, Rob <laughs> Shear. Uh, you won a $50 gift card to VK Brewing Company and some VK Brewing Company swag. Impossible Flames trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm to table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Inhouse VK Brewing Company and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue, Southwest, and on Instagram at VerandaYYC. There you go. You got it.
2: Wow. Uh, this is a great feeling. I, f- I feel on top of the world right now, like unbelievable. I remember Mark Jankowski having that four point Yeah, I guess Vegas. Uh, I have the dates for you and that would have been I think that year he upped his point production by like 125% with that here you go
1: um um Matthew Kachuk scored an unassisted goal in a 3-1 Flames loss to the Jets on April 29th, 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. Milan Lucic scored an unassisted goal in a 5-3 Flames loss to Vegas on March 8, 2020. That was okay. COVID, yeah. COVID shortened season. Nobody mm. wants to remember that Oof. fiasco that was that.
2: That was a game that was played. while well, the playoffs were already underway. Uh, and <laughs> Mark
1: Jankowski scored an unassisted shorthanded goal in a Flames 7-1 win over Vegas. On April 7th, 2018. Yeah, there you, you go. A four
2: point outing and everyone went, this guy's the solution. Uh, my, I changed
1: my, my sometimes you don't need help from your friends was my hint too. My original first hint was don't think penultimate.
2: Don't think penultimate, which penultimate means the game before last or the thing before last. Yeah. Yeah. That would make it for sure.
1: And then the, um, uh, the third clue was think about the song from Europe, the final countdown.
2: Mm, okay. That was good. That was a good one. I liked your hints. I honestly, all I was thinking about was last week and trying to kind of mosey down a similar path and uh we got there so this is this is great. This is a great way to uh, start the rest of my day. Uh
1: congratulations to Rob. Uh, you won the fifty dollar gift card and um, some swag from Veca Brewing Company. We'll play next week. Impossible Flames trivia like what? yeah, I like yeah. it always sounds like we're in an auditorium for this. We need we need like, maybe a better, like, more excitable clapping. That's it's just like... like uh, that, you know what that clapping was? It's like, uh, may, maybe not the best edition today, yeah. George, but at least Matty got it. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what that clap meant. It's like when you're at a TED like, Talk uh, and no one really knows who the guy is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, George, I, that was okay so today. You know, it's just do? Matt ruined the contest for everybody, but that's Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay.
2: Gosh. That's okay. I don't get things right very often. Next Can week, I enjoy okay, this? Next I never week, get things next right. Next week,
1: I'm going to make it impossible. Like back, literally back and to- <laughs> I'm gonna make the clues that are so not related to the actual question that I'm just gonna have to give the answer and it's gonna be to the first person who texts.
2: The clues are gonna be snake oil next week. Noted. Yes. I'm gonna write that down.
1: All right. Uh, how many texts we got on drinking <laughs> games and uh on the poll question? Got Patrick? about
2: five drinking ones and five flames ones.
1: All right, let's 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 alternate uh, flames and drinking games. Oh, let's, sure. Right.
2: Let's just mix it up. Yeah. Well cornucopia. All right, let's go.
0: Sean in Calgary. Edward 40 hands. Yeah. This full stop.
2: Uh, yeah. if,
1: if you're ever bored at work today, uh, just <laughs> Google Brett Lurie with the Edward 40 hands. He looks, yeah. He looks like Brett. such a bro. He looks hurting. Yeah, he looks like a bro. <laughs> like Brett Lurie, who used to die faced first to catch balls and stuff. And
0: yeah. he was the guy,
1: he was the The Sean piece. Markham trade? No. no? Josh Donaldson <laughs> trade. No, no, no. To get. Laurie from milwaukee yeah yeah yeah. it was sean markham yeah and then he was used in the josh donaldson trade which really worked out for the blue jays because the dude won the mvp while playing in toronto in 2015. (laughs) all right drinking game oh no that was drinking it give me a flame once
0: paul in yyc sutter and tree both need to go both get an f for their results this year sutter destroys young players confidences time after time V-Ladder had 3-to-1 win-loss ratio when Sutter said both his goalies have problems and V-Ladder was not the same again. (laughs) His comments on Pelletier were typical of his smugness. Refusal to name a captain was wrong. Having Nick Ritchie take the shot last night should not cost Sutter his job. The other dozens of obvious screw-ups this year should. Mm. If Sutter is back I will need to re-examine my support for this team. He should be fired (laughs) today in my opinion.
2: Wow. I think a lot to get off the chest there.
1: I honestly think the most regrettable thing that happened in the flame season is the Pelchier smugness thing after after his NHL. Baby.
2: The season never quieted down after that. And I'm a big believer that if you're in the news, if you're one of those teams that's being talked about on one of the national shows, one of the national podcasts all the time, that's bad vibes. You don't want that. That's a lot of questions, it's a lot of outside noise, it's a lot of distractions. You just want to go about your business. Win games, hmm. no drama, don't have the coach and the players with obvious friction in the media. Yeah, that wasn't uh that was probably the start of the end. Didn't you bring up stats on that once too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it was like they pretty under apparent 500. that they were yeah. yeah.
1: That kind of changed because of their hot uh March into April, how they kind of won a ton of games here to at least keep their playoff hopes alive. But yeah, the season definitely went to the old crapper uh, mm. ever since uh, that definitely premeditated uh, post game comments on Jacob Peltier's NHL debut. Just look at guys on the bench how excited they get when a guy scores his first goal in the league. Like there's legitimate excitement because everybody knows how important that is and everybody knows how cool it is to have your NHL debut.
2: Is there anybody who gets more excited for his teammates when they score than, than Jacob Peltier? Well,
1: maybe we'll see that tonight if Matt Coronado scores his first NHL goal. I would love to see that. Uh, let's get a drink Set up game by one. Jacob
2: Peltier? Yeah, there you go. One-timer? He just jumps into his arms. Top of the circle? Why not? They just jump all six foot two into his arms.
0: Terry from Tabor. Beer darts. 20 people, four darts, sit around in a big circle and have a time.
2: Mm. You ever played beer darts? No. Sometimes you get it in your foot. Yeah. Sometimes you get in your foot, your shin. You uh, you look like at dart. In got your to wear shin. high boots, like you got rubber boots. A dart in your shin, bro. Yeah. yeah you uh, take a can. You put it between your legs. Yep. Sideways, and then you take turns throwing the darts at it. Yep. And then wherever the dart punctures the can, that's where you have to make the hole for the shotgun. And then you have to shotgun the can from wherever the dart went through. So sometimes you get lucky, and it's right near the bottom, right on the heel, where you need it. And sometimes it's right under the opening, and you get so. Sur- and then sometimes you get buckled, and someone throws a dart right into your body, and it just sticks in there. And it's okay. Great. Ow. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. All right, another Flames one,
1: Patrick.
0: Dylan in Rebel Stoke. The most likely guy to not be back to the Flames next year is Pizza Guy Arms Tree Living.
1: Pizza guy arms. Okay. They made Lunch Lady Arms. You know, Pizza Guy. Pizza Guy. His dad. This is Dad's. Jim Jim truly. Boston a bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah. Wasn't the best. It was a bit of a stretch.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's wrap up with drinking games. One here. Let's do like three of them, and then we'll say goodbye.
0: Derek in Ranchlands. My favorite drinking game is drinking taboo, the card game. Every time you get caught saying a word on the card, you drink. Ooh. And the end of the round, you drink the difference of the first place team. Hmm. Shortly, people are so drunk the buzzer <laughs> is constantly going off.
2: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: okay, that's fun.
0: Cole in Brooks. My favorite drinking game is going down to our local lake with a couple buddies and posting up at the boat launch with lawn chairs and a case of beer and critiquing and heckling everyone struggling to back their trailers into the water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's nice. It's entertainment. That feels yeah. like you kind. Of, that's like a situational one. Yeah, I like but that. Hey, you got to take advantage of your environment. I right. love that. One more,
0: Kelly in Southern Alberta, hands down best camping drinking game is beers.
2: You ever played Beersby? Oh, yeah. I, I've played, i played. We did the Olympics. We've done them all. We've created all of the different tools. We've got the the big cans that you can go throw the Frisbees in. I forget what that one's called. Can Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, Beersbee. You name it. We've done them all. And uh, that one's also quite fun. But that one is kind of similar to Beer Pong to me in the fact that, like, if there's people that aren't good playing it, they could play for an hour and a half and finish a half a drink. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this what are we doing here? Like right. you guys, you guys need to clean your act up.
1: Um, great job today, uh, everybody. Um, the poll question has wrapped up um three hundred and nineteen votes. Which member of the Flames organization could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? All of the above, fifty six point four percent of the votes said Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living, all done. When it comes uh, to tonight, uh, big show, uh, more big show, big Joe Mucho. Uh, Eric Francis said that we, the Flames could have a new general manager within like the next couple weeks. Yeah, uh, That's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, you guys are going to redo that no, yeah. in the nine o'clock hour? What yeah. else you got on tap for? Jordan Dejani, J- Dor- NFL writer from CBSSports.com, get a little review of the NFL offseason up to this point. Mm, uh, oh, a, lot, nice. a lot's happening. So talk about OBJ going yeah. to the Ravens. That's Roger's super still interesting. not a jet. Mm. Mark Murphy. Stuck in his ways, and apparently David Bakhtiari saying as well that maybe the Packers are willing to pay yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers not to play yep, until they get what they want from the Jets. Exactly to sit at home and pull a Deshaun Watson. Ah, uh, that was uh, that's awesome I if that talk. potentially does happen. Uh, we're we're on location tomorrow.
2: Yeah, down at the Hospital Home Lottery. Get your tickets, hospitalhomelottery.com. we got another deadline coming up.
1: Uh, We'll be doing that uh, tomorrow. Uh, Have a terrific day. Uh, Enjoy the season finale tonight, although it means something, but at least there's fun stuff to watch tonight. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.